Welcome to the Raw and Wild Hearts, a place where the raw, the unfiltered, the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild, magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising, healer, educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist, along with my wild heart sidekick, Kitty, Jesus the Brave. We'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. It's called The Road to Rockin' Out with Gabby Holt. The first in my series highlighting amazing musicians along with their sound. What a treat to dive into each artist's process with their music and their art. I am absolutely thrilled to be sharing these with you. Music is such an integral part of our lives and our journey through humanhood. I want to support and honor what a huge deal that is. We did this interview the day before social distancing in relation to COVID-19 became the norm. So I'm feeling really blessed that we got to sneak it in while maintaining healthy sanitary practices. But now we are all unifying to slow the spread of the virus. And my interviews going forward will be via video conferencing until it's safe to be in contact again. As a very small business that lost my income in a heartbeat, I want to be stronger together and really participate in the greater good so we can all get back to work sooner rather than later. But much more important than that, we need to be supporting our healthcare workers who are literally putting their health on the line to care for those with the virus. We need to do our part by slowing the curve down by any means necessary so they are properly protected and so that there are enough hospital beds and ventilators accessible. While hanging out at home, you can definitely catch up on previous episodes of any podcast, but try to seek out some laughter as well. It's one of our best natural immunity boosters. I highly recommend my comedy series to kick things off. Gabby and I had a nice chat about tools and techniques for immunity and wellness at the beginning of the episode also. This episode is going live much later on Sunday because I spent the majority of my time last week moving through my own grief and shock process in the face of immense change on Monday, and then I worked hard to put together a free fear-release hypnosis for everyone. So my editing for this episode got pushed back until today. It's been a busy one. We are all feeling stress, anxiety, maybe uncertainty with life right now, but it's so important to interrupt that stress response to keep our immunity strong. And hypnosis is one of the quickest ways to make that shift. Even if you can't get into the practice on your own, just push play. Listen to the words. Repeat. It will increase your relaxation and decrease your anxiety the more you repeat the process. I love hypnosis for that. Try it out and let me know how it feels for you. Share it with your communities. We are all feeling these effects of the changes and what may be to come. But like I said, we're stronger together, so supporting each other's health through technology is such a gift that we still have throughout this time. And as always, if you could subscribe, star rate, review, or comment on the podcast, that would be wonderful. I'm still working to get the algorithm up, and with the fear release, I'm hoping to reach a very wide community. So you can help me help everyone else with their immunity and healthcare. The episode is called COVID-19. 
going through our process with a fear release guided meditation and love. And it was released right before this one. If you're looking at my cue, as for me, I'm now offering online hypnobirthing classes. This is huge since pregnant families will be experiencing large amounts of fear as we move through this health crisis. Classes like hypnobirthing will be instrumental in supporting a calm, sacred, and celebratory birth experience now more than ever. I'm also offering wellness consultations and hypnotherapy sessions online for a sliding scale fee to help support others that may have lost their income as well. I want to be there for you in any way I can to continue to keep our community strong. I plan to get my widely praised pelvic floor webinar, Getting to Know Your Pelvic Floor, onto my website in one to two weeks, and I'll let you know when it's live. Finally, join me this Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time for my Instagram Live, where I will talk about self-care tools and techniques that can help with pain and centering. Just a heads up that my next episode will be a big one exploring grief in many forms and many ways with the lovely Morgan Wade, a heart-centered hypnotherapist goddess. I feel like it's a very necessary episode right now in so many ways. But let's get back to today's episode. I had such a moving time with Gabby exploring the gift of emotion and pain, the vulnerability and all access paths in music, our intuitive wisdom, raw connections in nature how she started making major shifts for her body and cellular health, and her process in music and in life. Gabby also shares how sobriety has helped her to be present in her life, has made life psychedelic, and has brought clarity within her relationship processes. We chat about her song, Did I Make This Up?, and her video release on March 20th. The song relays her deep childhood wound with abandonment and how she has learned to separate what is hers and what is not in relation to all of her life. We are blessed to take this deep dive with Gabby into past wounds, process work, and discovering her magic in such beautiful and complex ways that I believe we will all walk away with an excitement to dive even deeper into our own humanity. Seriously, that is how magical Gabby is. Just being in her presence makes you want to dive in. And get ready for two breathtaking acoustic performances by Gabby in this episode. Yes, I said that right. You get to hear her beautiful angelic voice today very soon. You will definitely be transformed by her pure voice and energy. So let's get to it. Gabby Holt is the real thing. The Portland native brings a balance of shimmering vocals, dynamic guitar work, and a profound technical command of the stage to creating the next generation of anthemic rock music. With a charisma that's disarming and sincere, her songs articulate stories for transformation that are inspiring a passionate, growing following. The power, professionalism, and heart that permeates every Gabby Holt show leaves audiences energized and eager to hear more. Gabby's music career started in 2010. She began playing in King Black Acid in 2012 providing vocals, guitar, and bass on soundtracks, film scores, albums, and joined the live show in 2017. She continues to perform with King Black Acid while preparing to launch her first solo EP in 2020. Gabby says, My music is about bringing people together in this moment, allowing ourselves to feel. It's about how we can have the inner knowing that makes it possible to believe in ourselves and create the lives we want. Please welcome a rock goddess, Gabby Holt. 
Hey, how's it going? Good. Hello, Gabby. Thank you for joining the Wild Heart Revolution. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. Um, so I like to start with a toast or a prayer. Okay. To the Wild Heart Warriors in our light, especially our dark, and in all of our magic and glory. May we continue to elevate consciousness through honor, humor, humility, gentle care, soul-wrenching growth, and ownership. And to us... And to rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. I'm so excited. This is the first in my rock and roll series called, what am I calling it? Rock the rock, baby. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The road to rocking (laughs) out. That's right. Yeah. So I'm just so excited that you're here and we're doing this. I'm so excited to be here. And it's great to see you too because we hadn't seen each other since... Whenever that video shoot yeah, was. Yeah, it's been a long time. So yeah. our history is, gosh, eight, seven years? Seven, eight? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. So uh, you and I met because randomly we were both shooting a music video. I just answered a call. Like I answered an ad. Was it a Craigslist thing? Yeah, it was like a Craigslist. Okay, great, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a Craigslist ad to uh, be in a music video. And I was like, I was in that phase where I was just like trying to like open up to everything. Yeah. And you were there, and even today when you walked in, you were asking me if I remembered someone, and I was like, girl, the only person I remember is you, <laughs> because you and I partied yeah, we <laughs> the did. rest of the day. <laughs> we did. <laughs> you just have that personality. You were just like, hey, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, let's hang out. And I was like, cool. I'm not doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was great. We it went was- and shot pool at that little dirty little bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it's called down on Woodstock, Woodstock right? Woodstock somewhere. Yeah. Didn't we go somewhere else too? Or was that the only, you know, we may have, we you went know, to? There's, that was a period of my t- time, my period of my time <laughs> where <laughs> I don't remember a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are very memorable to me. That's for sure. I remember you for sure. Yeah. I like, re- like we spent hours, right? Yeah, we spent hours. We were hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like hardcore hangout. Yeah, we were we were definitely hanging yeah. out. And, and then I remember had- as soon as I met you, I was like, whoa, this girl's cool. Yeah. I like you. Same, same. Yeah. Same yeah. Um, And then we haven't seen each other since. Uh-huh. We've been on social medias, which is awesome. At right. least we can stay in touch that way. But it's kind of crazy how life works that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the memories, I, I think that's why I like photography so much. Uh huh. It just captures memories. Did we take any pictures that day? I don't remember that part. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> Did you we know, capture so any of that? great if we're just like finding old pictures. <laughs> I don't remember any of it, but apparently it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you were into music. You were doing music back then. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. so I was not in King Black Acid, but that that was the for the video was for that band and oh yeah what yeah no way uh-huh oh my gosh now yeah okay oh. yeah my spirit <laughs> is blown here so that was the band that you're in now yeah uh-huh but did you play on that song were you in that song that probably we did the music video for was it sea of unrest i think i just saw it actually i sang some backing vocals on it so that was the time period in kba where I was doing studio work, a lot of studio work with Daniel. It was, uh, I don't know. I remember I just did a bunch of studio work with him. Uh huh. And it and that was one of the songs that we did. Okay. And I met some really cool people from that shoot. So I met you, and uh-huh. then there is this amazing singer Hannah McCunis and Jeremiah that ended up being in my band that I had back in the day from that um, particular shoot. Nice. Yeah, but That's those awesome. the three people. And there was one. Oh crap. Well, I remember you three for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I 
remember seeing the video a couple times and then yeah it's out in the ether somewhere it's out there now. somewhere yeah yeah it was a cool video yeah it was cool it was a fun fun shoot it was a fun shoot <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> but yeah oh yeah that's what i was gonna say is that i was doing a lot of studio work with daniel so for years i was doing studio work with him um and then i joined the band so that was like 2012 i started working with him and then joined like the live outfit in 2017 so i've been playing shows with them oh live okay. now for the past couple years but like super beautiful magic it's a record that kba released and um i was singing and co-writing on that record um but i didn't really start playing live with the band until 2017 oh wow and okay. i think that record released in 2015 or something like that or i don't know and they've been going for a while then well king black acid's been a band for over 20 years like really a, yeah wow totally oh my so god it's kind of like this portland um staple staple Legend, <laughs> theory, mystical I, muse. I need to come out and see <laughs> KBA. Yeah, yeah, totally. I need to get more live music in my life again. I feel like I've been, you know, I have had a rest period from yeah. it and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I think I started getting, I was like, why do the bands not go on until 10 p.m.? I need to go to sleep. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. If I like, if I'm not playing, yeah, I think like people are like, oh, I'm playing a show and around 11 i'm like mm, mm, mm. no 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 i'm in bed but then like if i'm playing a show i'm not playing till 11 but i know i it's like <laughs> i wish that they like would get on this like extra adult tip where it's like okay we'll play shows for the people that love to support live music but also love their health Mm -hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> and, and when i go to, i'm like can you just start the show at like seven i would totally come i don't need it to be like hella dark right? to be at a show like i can come early <laughs> And I'll dance the whole time. <laughs> I want to get early shows. Yeah. I think it, it'll, it'll happen. Well? Well, my show coming up on the 21st, we're actually playing at 9 o'clock. We're opening. So I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start getting all the opening slots. I thought slots. you were going to say like 6 and you said 9. I'm I like, know. 9, that's still... It's still... <laughs> <laughs> that's right down the street though, right? Uh, Yeah. Is it at the bunk bar here? No, not the one in Northeast. So the one in um, off of Water Avenue. Dang it. Near Stark-ish. There's another strike. I know, right? <laughs> too far away. Oh, my God. Late. <laughs> Nine o'clock. <laughs> Baby, that's too much. <laughs> I'm going to come, though. I'm coming for you, for sure. I'll be I'll, there. I'll be there, too. Great. Um, yeah, so then, you know, we were talking earlier when you came in, and I wanted to say thank you for still coming with the coronavirus changes and I, I hate to say situation but situation that we have going on yeah I feel like it's kind of ramped up in the last day or two totally I mean I was I went out to the store yesterday and it was the first time I was like what Twilight totally zone. yeah and then we wake up to snow today like inches of snow not just a dusting mm -hmm. like inches of snow and I was like I cannot get out of my pajamas. Like I felt a little bit incapacitated, mm -hmm. you know, but I did end up going to work. And then on my way home from work, I was like, I'm going to stop by the store one more time and try it. Well, how was it? It was better. Nice. The shelves were empty still, mm -hmm. but the people were not cray cray. <laughs> like <laughs> the people were calm. Some people were, were only getting like small baskets of things, not like yeah. hordes of things. And I was like, okay, this feels better, isn't it? interesting how we can get so swayed like so quickly oh i'm curious by the collective energy yeah totally yeah i was just thinking i'm curious like how much of that anxiety was collective anxiety versus mm -hmm. like actual oh yeah uh, i would say 98 percent because i'm actually not scared right but 
being in the collective like that, I could feel my panic happening. I took a bath last night, my, mm-hmm. you know, my witchy <laughs> relaxing yeah. bath. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's, that's probably what I'm the most scared of is the collective possible panic that can happen. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's why it's so important to maintain our state and whatever, whether it's the baths, meditation. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What are your go-tos for like relaxation and for wellness or immunity boosting? Immunity boosting meditation for sure yeah do you meditate every day I do yeah how long have you been doing that the last year for sure nice um and I feel like I've brought meditation in but like every day for the last year um pretty consistently um you know and then there's sometimes you get busy in weeks but yeah every day and it's so important to just maintain that like that's like our bodies are meant to heal themselves our Mm -hmm. bodies are so magical oh so magical magical our spirits our all of minds it. our bodies all of it it's this magic thing and if we yeah. just kind of get out of the way and let that do its deal but it's creating space and time to do that like yesterday i was i'm not an anxious person and mm-hmm. so you know like anxious and depression like i'm on the depression side of things and so it was interesting i was like wow i'm anxious what's going on so what i did i dove into music i was just um i've got an ep that i'm working on and so then i just sunk in there for hours you just did you practice music is that what you did or um i have a little home studio at my Uh house and i'm working on an ep and so i'm recording which is wow going great you get so you uh, you record at home yeah that's rad yeah nice yeah i've got um so we took the band into map rooms a studio in town and then um i've got my own little pro tool set up and so i got like all the basic tracks and then uh, doing overdubs at my house so meditation, baths, anything else? Baths. Yeah, baths are great. Do you do any like immune boosters or anything like that? Yeah, you know what I actually want to start doing? I was doing it um, and I kind of jumped off the bandwagon of it, but um, Wim Hof breathing. Uh, have you heard of Wim Hof? I haven't. He does like this breathing exercise and like you breathe in as much air as you can uh-huh. and then you release it. And you're not blowing all of it up. You're just letting it go. And then, okay. And then you're like, and you're doing that a lot. So it's almost kind of like hyperventilating. But what you're doing is you're oxygenating your body and it's like changing your whole chemical, how your body is. And um, I'm still learning more about it. You should look it up. Don't take my word on all of it. Uh, but it it's really helpful. And it's pretty rad. Once you do the um, breathing exercises, like it can release DMT inside of you. And it's like a really healing. There's a lot of benefits um, to it. And that was something I'm like, I'm going to start doing that. Um, yeah. Just because breath work is powerful. We, we have everything we need to stay healthy. Yeah. It's all like inside of us, whether, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, all of it. Uh-huh. Like we are such magical creatures. Yeah. That sounds like uh, fire breath and Kundalini yoga. Okay. Yeah. I've, I haven't dived into that yet. But yeah. Uh, the last time I did it and we we were up at Brighton Bush Hot Springs mm-hmm. we were getting into like the serious like chest fire breathing yeah and I had the biggest emotional release and mm-hmm. like tears were coming down my face while I was like fire breathing and yeah. it was like all these memories these visions and pictures were just like f- like flashing through it was really powerful and yeah. beautiful totally. like that's amazing what we can conjure up mm-hmm. with changing our breath absolutely for like 90 seconds right you know what I mean yeah yeah I think all of this is just really intentional practice we go out of balance so easily because you know cultural conditioning and you know what what's happening in our culture we just kind of 
jump in and get distracted and we we have deadlines and you know bills and all of that so we kind of forget like even taking five or ten minutes Mm -hmm. and even more so now that you know it's like cultural conditioning like that that happens it's so important to dive into meditation practice or whatever your self-love practice is that helps you connect with yourself and source and you know and being and being present whatever that is but like even on a day-to-day without the coronavirus and so it's right. like now that it's here and you know how much of that is a collective anxiety it's like now it's now more than ever it's an opportunity for us to dive into ourselves so it's like we have this this is a great opportunity it's, it's like, an well, invitation you, invitation if you haven't been doing yeah. it this is the this is how you got to do it's it time well, to do now it, it's y'all. like jump in yeah <laughs> like dive in <laughs> dive in because <laughs> you're not going to find it out there if you're looking out there what are you going to see empty shelves you're going to see people panicking see people and, and you're going to feel it and you're going to feel it mm-hmm. so now more than ever it's like you know big great mystery it's like yo check out inside nice we, we have to i love that you call it a self love practice yeah. Those words just feel so yummy to me. That's great. Gotta get in here. Yeah. And I'm going to throw out that um, I do like immune boosters too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. I drink colloidal silver. Um, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm, you totally. Know, like um, vitamin C. Get some extra citrus in your life. If you want to look at echinacea or olive leaf. I mean, mm-hmm. or oil of oregano. Like there's so many things that you could just do a little bit of every day totally. that can help boost your immunity also and that can actually work on the mind as well mm-hmm. because we can heal ourselves with our mind it's called the psychophysical association absolutely but if sometimes because of the way that we've been culturally conditioned we think that we need to take something in order to heal because that's been happening for centuries with oh, our medical like, system right so if we believe we're taking it you know it's the uh, placebo effect if we believe we're taking it our mind actually heals ourselves is this is a dr joe dispenza I've read his book. I've actually recommended his book. I love, I was actually just listening to him before I came over. Oh, nice. Yeah, on my YouTube, it was like, Joe Dispenza, two days ago, coronavirus. And I was like. Oh, is he talking about it? No, he's not. It didn't seem like it. It was just, it was him. It was clips of his experience that is related to healing yourself. And just kind of like a sweet reminder. Yeah. How magical we are. Yeah. And on top of it now, since we're all maybe moving towards a little self-quarantine mm-hmm. we have more time to do it right yeah <laughs> i mean what else are you gonna do you're Dude, home you're hanging out that's what i was thinking i was like wow <laughs> i've been thinking about making this ep and doing all the uh recordings on it mm-hmm. and i'm like all right baby it's happening now no time like now yeah no t- i mean it's a perfect time because yeah. i mean you have to right if you look at outside it, getting on social media all you're seeing is all this news stuff and it's like that's another thing is limiting the amount i'm not i don't watch the news anyway so like Mm -hmm. i took the news privilege away from myself years ago just because i i'm a a verbal processor and Mm -hmm. so if something's on my mind i have to talk about it i'm just like (laughs) i saw something crazy (laughs) (laughs) i have to talk about it and um there was like a terrible tragedy that happened in portland years ago and i saw it in the newspaper and i'm just like telling everyone did you hear about blah 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 and then by like the seventh time that i telling this story i'm i'm seeing what's happening i'm hanging out with my beautiful friends that i love having uh-huh. a great time like yeah. what a gift we get to experience this exchange of lovingness with everybody uh-huh. and then i tell this terrible story and the 
energy just like doom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so bad. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the bearer of bad news. This is terrible. Gabby, you're not allowed to read the newspaper. You're not allowed to. That's some good awareness, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I actually sometimes just cut people off when they're trying to tell me the mm-hmm. things. Like, I, you know, I educate myself in bits and pieces because I don't want to be unaware. You know, totally. But I definitely have to take care of my energy field. Absolutely. It's super important. Mm-hmm. And the stronger we are, the stronger we are for our communities, especially in times like this. We have to be. Yeah. So I think we have to keep making podcasts and making music. Yep. Because we got to keep helping those smiles come we out. Also keep yeah. it going, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm so happy you came over because. I've had a weird two days. I'm sure everybody else is feeling it as well. Yeah. And so just you coming and kind of putting a little disruption into that. It's so nice. It's it's health. Mm -hmm. That's where I tell people just put comedy on. Just watch it. And then eventually it will get in. You know, eventually that will shift. If you can't do it, if you're too overwhelmed to really change things on your own, use some support. Right. You know, listen to music, listen to comedy, uh, take the bath. Right. Breathe and a little lavender. Yeah. <laughs> and, and allow yourself to do it. Like even there's times where it's like, ah, I don't feel like necessarily meditating right now, but it's like I'm doing this. Like it's like sort of this discipline mm-hmm. where it's like, no, this is a part of it. And then you're like, oh. And then it feels good. It feels good. And then you're so happy you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yes. yes. I'm in. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more we all work together and spread the love, even if we're at home, you know, sending out love and light. And staying strong energetically is going to affect everybody. Yeah, it's going to affect the collective in a very positive way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Before we get into your video, mm-hmm. I was hoping maybe you would start us off with a song. Yeah. I want these great people to hear this magnificent voice and this amazing talent before we go on. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to pull the mic over there. So we're going to take a minute to set up and then... And then we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll play And then we'll, we'll be back to chat with you again. Okay, great. They were hiding behind hay bales. They were planting in the form They had given all they had for something new But the light of day was on them And they could see the thrashers coming And the waters shine like diamonds in the dew I was just a-getting up Hit the road before it's light Try to catch an hour on the sun When I saw those thrashers rolling by Looking more than two lanes wide I was feeling like my day had just begun With the eagle glides ascending on an ancient river bending through the timeless gorge of changes where sleeplessness awaits I searched out my companions who were lost in crystal canyons 
When the aimless blades of science slash the pearly gates. Just then I knew I'd had enough. I burned my credit card for fuel. Headed out to where the pavement turns to sand. With a one-way ticket to the land of truth and my suitcase in my hands. Oh, I lost my friends. I still don't understand. Well, they had the best selection. They were poisoned with protection. There was nothing that they needed. Nothing left to find. They were lost in Iraq formations, or became park bench mutations. On the sidewalks and in the stations, they were waiting, waiting. So I got bored and left them there. They were just dead weight to me. Better down the road without that load. Brings back the time when I was eight or nine. I was watching my mama's TV. It was that great Grand Canyon rescue episode, with the vulture glides descending on an asphalt highway, bending through libraries and museums, galaxies and stars, down the windy halls of friendship to the rose clip by the bullwhip. The motel of lost companions, a waste with heated pool and bar. Me, I'm not stopping there. I got my own row left to hold. Just another line in the field of time. When the thrasher comes, I'll be stuck in the sun like the dinosaurs in shrines. And I'll know the time has come to give what's mine. Oh, Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a song by Neil Young um, called Thrasher. It's off his record, Rust Never Sleeps. Nice. Yeah. Your voice is just so mesmerizing. And I just, it, this is what I'm talking about with music healing. Yeah. It just like transported me. I kind of felt like I was on this summer day on a country road. You know what I mean? Just like chilling out. That's so great. Yeah, it feels so good. So y'all, now you know what I'm talking about with this voice. <laughs> it's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, playing is it's really nice. Um that song too. I really love that song. And I've been playing it for years. Like I think the last ten years or so. 
and it's interesting to play it you know any song that you've been playing for that long at a time you still go into that space of like of, of now and performing and playing guitar i think whether you're performing or not but with music music does that magic thing and it's interesting to notice like how it has that same like comfort that it brought you know when first learning it and it's just so different as experience goes on and it's similar if that makes any sense i'm not exactly sure what i'm trying to pinpoint right now it's like you and the song are evolving together yeah you like learn the song and then as you continue to play it there's an evolution that happens like you grow together yeah song totally that's beautiful and i think that song itself has like a this kind of the message in it you know as it paints pictures of whatever experience is happening and it's like oh yeah uh just as you grow and evolve together it's circumstances change and yeah you know yeah similar themes i think i want to read your press release yeah 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 so oregon native gabby holt releases the music video for her debut single did i make this up on march 20th 2020 raw and real holt applies her signature aggressive guitar riffs and achingly beautiful vocals to plumb the depths of her personal journey through childhood trauma Ranging from dreamy and reflective to doggedly cathartic, Did I Make This Up is an indie rock anthem about taking the icy plunge into confronting the confusion and trauma of being raised and abandoned by an addict, and ultimately breaking through the surface to breathe free and embrace the present with clear vision. The video employs compelling imagery of Holt's submersion into Oregon's frigid waters as a metaphor for diving below the surface of reality to question how we carry the weight of our past suffering and project it onto others. Ooh, yeah yeah it's a thing it uh, there's a lot of things there right i feel like there's a lot to look at and open up so i mean i kind of just want to say have at it like let's talk about the song um there's so much to talk about but the first thing i'll say is watching this video is everything every element i love about the pacific northwest you did that so well the haunting beauty of this area is it's in the rawness of this area you know i feel like you probably went into the raw part of yourself with Mm -hmm. the video but you also went into it with the environment and the elements and i just i've watched it a few times now and i'm just like yeah that's it i mean i love this land i've been out here 20 years and it's so gorgeous and i love that you showcased that in your first debut video thank you yeah it was so great to shoot it outside mm-hmm. and also like that was where I grew up. So that lake is actually the lake I grew up on um, when I was a little kid and the ocean I grew up surfing in and that bridge I jumped off of. I grew Wait, up. Wait, hold up. You surf? Yeah. Why haven't we surfed together? Oh, well, here what? we go. <laughs> oh, okay <and> yeah <laughs> okay continue uh the we'll bridge get, we'll get there <laughs> what the what the hell <laughs> i never did this i'm like boop back up <laughs> this is how we're gonna see each other again i'm sure this is how it's gonna work out <laughs> okay what bridge are we talking about oh it's called the red bridge uh-huh did you say you jumped off of it mm-hmm. wow yeah, so in the video i jump off of it and as a kid um it, there's a scene where I jump off a bridge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, like I, there's so much going on there's in the lot. video. There's so much going yeah, on. Yeah. But I'm like, how did that pass by me? I'm, you know, yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> Take it in a few times, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> where did you grow up? Lincoln City, Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And um, 
but it was cool. And I wrote the song. I, well, I saw like this idea of the music video of, of like diving into emotions and having that being represented by water. And I remember just like thinking like running into like, you know, having to be in the lake and just like the first scene is like me with my head. And it's, I just kept seeing that scene of just like up to your head in all of it. And but yeah, the, I think the, out, I think Oregon has a good, like it is really raw and it is really real. You know, we're really lucky to live here and I'm really lucky to have been raised in it. And so it's a really natural habitat for me to see that. And I was like, yeah, like I've always like written songs outside and compared it to nature's glory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, all of it, you know, nature has its intensity and I feel like you captured a lot of that as well. Thank like you. even with the, the weather, you know, that was happening and even with the ocean movement and the cold water. And, you know, I, I think that's just, I've, m- music has always spoken to me on such an intimate, painful level. But when I say painful, I mean, I love exploring that part of me. me and too. so, yeah, when I get music is like my easy access mm-hmm. to that part. And I think a lot of us probably resonate with that. Like, um, oh, music helping get to that yeah, getting to yeah. that raw, vulnerable, emotional, you know, pure state that we really have to look at in order to, you know, elevate ourselves or, you know, vibrate higher. We we have to open that totally. up. And music is just, it's like an easy access, like an all access pass right? to that. I mean, and that goes to like this song. I remember when I was writing it, I was in my basement and playing that guitar lead and with my loop pedal and I remember there was just a moment where I was did I make this up and I'm just processing it I remember my roommate's like wow Gabby that gave me chills because I was like screaming and like you know and really and just getting into that that space and music has been that it's just such a such a gift to be able to express through music and um but yeah that song itself did I make this up was like an access pass to looking at oh how much of this is mine what is this showing me how can I grow from this? What can I celebrate from this? And what can I give? Like, can I give honesty to myself from this? Can I give acceptance? You know, can I give compassion to myself? Like, how can I, how can I grow from this? But that question, did I make this up? It really was kind of like, how much of this is my own, um, you know, it takes two people. So it's like, how much, like, this really hurts. Here's this pain that I'm able to look at, this gift of pain that's happening right now. And, but from what we've experienced this other person, wait a second, that doesn't seem like this should be that painful. This is actually a deep childhood wound of mine. And it's like, what a gift to be able to see this, you know, as you start questioning your reality and how much of it is is my own. And so that was kind of like that song was like a big turning point in my journey of diving into more of myself and being there for myself it always goes back to that inner child work and all of that but yeah when you wrote the song um I'm just going to share a little something that we talked about that I wanted to get into you said that you had quit drinking a year ago yeah Uh uh-huh is that correlated at all with you writing the song did you write the song before that or after that is there any kind of I think I wrote the song before but yeah there is a correlation with it because you know that song I wrote it I started writing it like two years ago or so and whenever there's like been any sort of fears of any sort of heartache or anything that's hard, I, I'm like, I want to be present for this. 
Like it's always kind of been a thing. And there's been moments in my life where I was drinking and not being present and just crying more and just not really remembering. And then, you know, just drinking. And there has been, I think drinking served me really well for a long time. And then I got to a point where I really want to be present and, and feel things and understand myself as clearly as possible. And, um, but yeah, so it's been just over a year since mm-hmm. I, I was gonna. I told myself I was like, I'm gonna go a year without drinking, just to see I can do it. And I went the year, and I was like, I don't see a reason to drink again, which is, which is cool. I really enjoy being present with myself in this way. And yeah, as yeah. things come up, it's like, no, what does this feel like? Mm-hmm. What is this emotion? And like allowing myself to understand it and some a lot of things you don't understand and that's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but but you're you know when you're sober or you're not drinking in response to a feeling or an emotion or a hurt mm-hmm. then you come at it in such a more balanced way because you have a center mm-hmm. you know once we start shifting that and using something to distract ourselves that center starts shifting as well right um so it just gives you this different level of groundedness especially when we're going through an emotional journey with something Mm -hmm. this is what i've been noticing lately about sobriety so my dad um has been sober my entire life Mm -hmm. and he's really big into aa he's like kind of the leader of aa in my town where i'm from And so it's always just been a part of my life. I've always seen it, you know, been a part of it. I've understood it. But what I've seen, especially recently in the evolution of sobriety, is people choosing to stop drinking in the pursuit of happiness, not the denial of happiness. Go into that. What do you mean? Like, I think getting sober for a long time was seen as we're choosing the denial of happiness. Oh, being like, oh, I can't drink anymore. This shit's not fun. So it's like you're having to work hard at something that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. through your life because we always ha- have seen like alcohol or you know partying as this something so coveted mm-hmm. but now i see it's like this wave that's so beautiful of people choosing not to drink in the pursuit of happiness yeah so it's actually like the exploration towards enlightenment is now being seen more through the lens of sobriety and it's being celebrated right instead of like something you're denying yourself life has become so psychedelic on this sober adventure yeah in the sense of like viewing things and um being so clear it's like oh wow i'm really feeling this now mm-hmm. and like i just notice colors more <laughs> in, a w- in a way yeah and, like i'm able to look at something like wow like having a hard time explaining it right now but the other day i was on the beach and i was completely sober and i was um under the stars and i went on a walk at nighttime and I was singing to the sky and I, um, the sky, not this guy. (laughs) I remember talking to my friends about the sky because I used to drive home and see a sunset every day. And I was like, God, the sky tonight was so beautiful. And they were like, this guy? And I'm I'm like, dude, this guy was so beautiful, dude. Uh, (laughs) But just psychedelic in the sense that I feel like it's this ultimate present that is here. It's like, Mm -hmm. as you, I've noticed just, being more present with my emotions with the people that I'm connecting with and whether I'm by myself or connecting with others it's um that center is is Mm -hmm. very much there yeah and it is a lot more you know I can feel things so much more all of your senses are heightened Mm -hmm. it's like they're on point they're firing Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying I feel like we're discovering this 
this peace to sobriety, as we even shift our mentality around it, that's so ultimately elevating. It like is it's such an elevation of human consciousness. I did the same thing as you. I chose to quit drinking for a year. Mine was for health reasons because my estrogen was high. Mm-hmm. This is something that we need to be looking at, especially in women. And so I think it's a healthy choice. And for me, you know, when I did it, I was definitely having like a glass of wine a day, mm-hmm. if not a couple. Yeah. You know, it was pretty normal for me. So it was pretty uncomfortable for a few months. I became a runner. <laughs> Started running. <laughs> I had a lot of anger coming out, but that's the liver, you know? Yeah. So that emotion was really coming out that I had been dampening or I had been, you know, subduing for so long. Mm-hmm. And I just felt it. And the only way I could deal with it was run. I would right. just keep running. It got me outside in the wintertime here. It got me, you know, breathing fresh air. I went the whole year. And by the time the year was up, I didn't really miss it anymore. It became so normal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. I have a completely different relationship with alcohol now. Yeah. And so I think I kind of feel this way with with anything that we might have a little bit of an an addiction to. I think that when people look at it not as a denial, it becomes easier to choose not to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I yeah, look at it just like setting it aside. It's like Mm -hmm. because through setting this aside, I can do this now. Yeah. It feels better. That's like a hypnotherapy thing. You know, we talk about all the positivity that you could have if you choose not to engage in this behavior you can still choose to engage in it mm-hmm. but choosing not to feels better right because there's so much more on the other side of that it was interesting it was kind of like i just made a decision i was like no this is it and then i and then i knew and you were like i picked up running i picked up running too and i went and saw um sarah sandia foster she does she's a nutritionist she's a great amazing um friend of mine and she's a nutritionist and so i went and saw her for a bit and did this gut repair diet just to help get that all nice and happy and yeah you know getting the body and mind and gut our gut is it has its own brain in there and oh yeah you know the gut is completely a part of our especially a part of our mental health huge and that, i mean i did that for depression i was like yeah i was like i'm dealing with depression and i want to i want to be me i want to remember what it's like to be powerful and yeah all of the, i mean everything that you did that that kind of health care is actually it should be our first look into working with mental health symptoms. Oh, yeah. It's changing the diet, looking at the gut, getting off of alcohol, getting off of, you know, anything that's the liver, that's overtaxing the liver, and just clean that shit out. Clean that you shit out. You know what out. I mean? Get that grief out of there, too. <laughs> well, it's a thing. There's so much emotions, like you said, like, you know, anger is coming up. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much that we keep into our body and that's stored into our body cells. And so, mm-hmm. running, you got to move, got to get it all out. Mm-hmm. There's so much work we can do, like, through meditation, through playing music. But that body, our body is huge. It stores all this memory. It stores all mm-hmm. these all these events throughout the lives. And it's our, um, we have the opportunity to move things around and change things and make change and yeah, and stand on our feet. And, you know, there can be many ways to go about it. But it sounds like this one for you has been pretty altering and in a really positive way. Yeah. I love that. Like, there's so many ways to, like, however you get there, there's multiple options mm-hmm. what feels good to you you know what yeah. feels like people you know some people are like oh what'd you do i'm like well i mean this worked for me but i don't i don't know what you know what 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 resonates with you right we're all so unique and individual that if something's not resonating with me it's not going to produce the same results that it produced for someone else right i and need to find the thing that resonates with my spirit and my energy and really open myself up to that totally and know that I have the answers like it will feel right you know Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I just, there, there's this guy that got a hold of me and he wanted to be on the podcast this week and his book, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was something like, don't listen to your gut. Wow. Yeah, I was like, uh, no, mm, no. So I got a hold of him. I was like, yeah, I was like, thanks for getting a hold of me. But like, I actually teach that your gut is your medicine. Yeah, we were made with that. That's our body's intuitive wisdom, Mm -hmm. you know, and cultural conditioning has shifted that so dramatically, you know. And so when we get back to that, really listening to our bodies, our cells, our spirits, that um, that's when we start making those deep deep changes and so I was like and I'm a hypnotherapist and words matter so I don't think it's a good fit and he just wrote me back he's like not a good fit (laughs) (laughs) I was like cool I'm glad we're both on the same page with that we both know this you know (laughs) do you want to talk any more about the song like the abandonment part or do you feel like it's pretty self-explanatory when people listen to it yeah i think you know in in the the song necessarily is kind of just like a doorway into that like the abandonment part of it is i think it happens so often um you know my dad is a drug addict and he because of his addiction wasn't able to be the dad he's supposed to be and um a lot of drug addiction and you know there's so much that comes with that and through that abandonment there was um i think what i learned through relationships is like one of the lines in the songs is like did i paint your face on all the years i cried like oh wow you know like did i turn you into my dad leaving me and am i picking these people that are like are emotionally unavailable aren't interested in me whatever that may be and finding the same story throughout all these people that i've tried to have relationships with over the years Mm -hmm. and and then being like oh this hurts so bad being like and then why, why why are you leaving or whatever it may be but it's like I have this anger with my with my father and I have and like looking at that wound and taking accountability to it. I think over the years is I remember like in high school, people being like, oh, daddy issues. Like, so there was like this stigma on it, mm-hmm. on father abandonment wounds that people are like, oh, you're not, you know, whatever that whatever that story was with that, you know, being called daddy issues. I know that was something nobody wanted to have and was and I'm like nah <laughs> you know yeah it's a very triggering phrase yeah totally mm-hmm. and I think as I growing up and becoming more aware I'm like no that's a thing mm-hmm. this is a thing that I'm gonna take you know it's yes this happened and this is not anyone that I interact with this isn't their problem mm-hmm. this is mine mm-hmm. and doing what I can to understand it and be like finding worth in myself through that and allowing myself to feel and taking time to, you know, isolate and heal. And all of that is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, I'm trying to think if we went all circle. On no, all we're, of that. we're there. We're there. We're there. We did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's epigenetics. Mm-hmm. So epigenetics is how our environment changes the expression of our genes. And I actually also have some pretty big abandonment and trust issues. So everything you're saying is like really resonating with me. So I'm sure it's resonating with a lot of people out there. Yeah. It's a journey, you know, it's a mm-hmm. journey to move through this. I feel like I've been moving through it my entire life um, where it, it's kind of a part of me, but I'm committed to evolving that part of me and continuing right. to grow and shift and change through it. But I, I don't fear it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through a number of years fearing my abandonment issues Mm -hmm. and you know just labeling them and being like well that's why I don't trust people or that's why I pick emotionally unavailable people right but at this point in my journey with this healing process is I accept it 
Mm -hmm. And I also don't accept it. Like I don't accept staying at the same place with it, but I accept that it's not something that just goes away. You know, I accept that I have to continue to work. I have to, it's a practice that I have to continue to put energy towards to have that shift and move in my body. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Girl, we have so much in common. Like I can see why we hung out for hours that day. Right. I just don't know why we haven't hung out again since. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the question. Because we needed to be here now. Yeah. You know, it all led to right now right i'm stoked i mean i'm i'm so excited to be having this conversation me too it's like such a conversation of my life and i feel like it's like continuing it's like i'm working on these things i feel like every day you know what was it i was talking with my therapist the other day and oh gosh what was the point on it hmm I love my therapist. I know that. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. I hope everyone has a therapist that they love. Right? Well, I just started going to therapy, really. Nice. And it's been so great. Yeah. Oh, self-soothing. Like, oh, yeah. That's been, and like, being like, oh, I can do this. Uh-huh. And really, like, thinking about my connection and, like, when it's, like, f- being triggered from past traumas and the abandonment and fear and trust and all those things. It's like, wait a second. When that happens, it's like, oh, okay, this is, and this is where it's like my responsibility. This isn't the other person's issue. This is mine. And and I've, you know, it's kind of interesting to decipher what is my um, abandonment wound and what is in real, you know, and how much of this in like deciphering that because mm-hmm. when triggered and in that, that response, it's like emotions are so powerful mm-hmm. and the realities in the brain and the heart and the mind and getting those <laughs> getting those all together it's like whoa what is this and it's like step back and just knowing like truth is when everything like feels good you know love expands and so like w- i guess when i'm in a response i'm like oh okay i'm in like a fear response right now and then taking it's like oh i can go inside i can self-soothe uh-huh i can sit here with this this is mine this is like what my like child Gabby always wanted was someone to be like, it's okay. Mm. You know? Yeah. And absolutely. That's, and that's okay that I feel this way. Uh-huh. And that's really empowering. Right. To just give yourself that space mm-hmm. and that understanding. Yeah. I don't think we're great at giving ourselves that like gentle understanding. We can tend to be kind of hard on ourselves. Well, and it's easy to be like, why am I freaking out about this? This mm-hmm. person's great. Like, you know, and then getting mad and it's like, no, mm-hmm. you're hurt right now. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. And sitting with that and that soothing that wound, which actually isn't the other person. Yeah. And then just taking time with that. It's, um, I was listening to something. It's like finding that. I like to listen to I am affirmations in the morning mm-hmm. when I like make my bed, I'll put headphones in and, <laughs> nice. and I like do my, my like morning stuff and I'll like put the dishes away and I'm you know, listening to these things. And one of them is something like, you know, I I can clearly decipher what's of like from my ego and what's from like my heart and my heart and my mind and but like that's a big thing is like mm-hmm. which is which? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like yeah, <laughs> I think that's the practice right there. Mm-hmm. Is paying attention and not just being like, oh, this sucks. Like, why am I like this? Totally. I you always know? pick these kind of people. What yeah. kind of affirmation is that? And then the universe always says yes. Yeah. Yes, you do always pick these people. Here's right. the next one. Yeah. Maybe you'll learn, honey. Uh-huh. 
I mean, I probably, along with you, my year of being sober, I did a lot of work on this Mm -hmm. during that year. And I feel like it was the most productive I've ever been. So I feel like alcohol probably played a pretty big role in in keeping those trust issues, you know, at the forefront in most of my relationships. It's so great, like having that alcohol free to really address the the ability to take action on the healing that the process because it's like you can heal and then it's like oh now i've learned okay yeah and you can take ownership take ownership yeah and be like okay sweet i'm going to accept this yeah and but yeah i actually have a song that's like it's about acceptance cause i'd like to play it because it's kind of like on this topic yeah but it's just like allowing it's like when it's saying the you're like oh i can walk away from this you know it's uh-huh. like and it may be hard and maybe like you know hard to to do and it's like oh there's crying involved and and that's okay sometimes yeah. things are tender and yeah it's allowed like we're allowed to be that way yeah and we're allowed to feel and we're allowed to accept and move on and let go and versus hanging on you mm-hmm. know hearing you say that like this would be a moment where i'd hang on to it and mm-hmm. it's like oh wait a second hold tighter yeah hold tighter mm-hmm. isn't that interesting mm-hmm. that that pull that push and pull and well it's really interesting because we hold tighter for fear of the pain if we don't uh-huh. but it actually creates more pain for us way more when we do that yeah and then it draws it out for a really <laughs> long time <laughs> there is people i mean gosh there was this guy that i dated off and on he was the first person i had sex with 11 years because i wasn't letting go wow yeah was it 11 years too long or was it no, it was like we weren't even together for longer than like two or three months at a time. So it was oh. always this off and on thing. Wouldn't oh. see each other six months. But like I was just Shut still the front door. This girl right here. Yeah. Yeah. This one too. <laughs> this girl right here. Yeah. I was in that with my ex-husband for 14 years officially off and on. But uh-huh. we fell in love when we were 12. Oh, wow. So we could look at like, I don't know, 25 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I got you. I like, yeah, yeah I get was, it. Yeah. Because you, okay, tell me if this resonates with you. Okay. It's because he wasn't abandoning you. He would always still be there. He would, no, he would abandon me for oh. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you were, <laughs> so you were like going through, it was like you were choosing the abandonment over and I over. I was choosing over and over again. Yeah. Because, I can see that too. I because I was like, too. I was like seeing, oh, like he's got a little bit of a drinking problem. And like, you know, I was actually thinking about this recently just with all the work going on healing work um is looking at my my dad and he's got an alcohol problem but like knowing this at a young age you know I remember being told like hey like watch out for your dad's I was like seven or eight like you know my mom is amazing human being I love my mother so much but I remember her telling me if your dad smells like alcohol don't get in a car with him um oh yeah that's a lot for a seven-year-old yeah and I remember like taking that on and, and, but like at the time I was like, okay, cool. Like I get it. Like, and I was able to hold it. I was able to process it. I was able to be that. And my mom was doing to keep me safe and right. she did a great job yeah. and, like in so many ways. And i but that came up in me and I was like, that's interesting because like, why do I, why do I, what is it in me that sees people that are emotionally unavailable and I'm still thinking it's okay. So it's like, this isn't safe, but we still love him. Like, you know, and we're, but we're yeah. still, we're still with him. And mm-hmm. so it's like this, at such a young age, you take in these ways of living yeah. and like, this is unsafe for me, but I'm still going to do that anyways. And that's probably, that became comfortable. It became comfortable. Because that's what you knew from a little age on. Right. 
these kinds of wounds are very, very deep. They're and really deep. Yeah. And they can permeate every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And how to navigate that. And like, you know, the mental health you mentioned before, it's like, this is where that all comes in to play, you know, being able to talk about the traumas and like, how do you interact in a relationship? How do you keep yourself safe? How do you let yourself be seen in these situations and be there for yourself? Do you want to sing that song? Yeah. What's it called? Tender Days. Ooh, yeah, Tender. Tender Days. I think it's perfect. Let's do it right now. Yeah, totally. And we'll come back. Hush now, my love. I've been naked too. And I have been tending my heart. This song's a new one. A new one. It's really fun to play acoustic um, songs. I'm usually playing with my rock and roll band. And so we had a show. Floater asked us to open up for them. Um, it's a band here in Portland. And, and they're like, we're playing an acoustic show. Can you guys play acoustic? <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell yeah, we can. <laughs> and turns out my guitar player, Brian, plays the violin and the sittern, which is like a octave mandolin folk irish thing but i had no idea that he played the violin and i was like whoa oh my gosh that's amazing yeah it was great and so in january i had an opportunity to play acoustic and then 
just wrote that song on the acoustic but it, it's interesting to be like sub, so submerged in like two rock and roll bands where it's all these pedals and stuff i remember when i like first picked up an acoustic i like reached down i play a stratocaster and there's like a a, a volume it's like you use the volume knob a lot to turn it on and off. Anyways, but it's like my muscle memory like straight went down to grab the volume knob and like <laughs> <laughs> and there isn't one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was actually gonna say, y'all, uh you know, this is amazing and beautiful, but this chick rocks out. You gotta remember that too. Like you shred on the electric guitar. Am I not right? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, 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 no. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you've got it all. Thank you. What's Thank your you. favorite thing about music? Now. Now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 Like being being now, being present. Okay. That's like always been the thing when you're playing it, you get to just play. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. You know, it's like, made me think about, um, I grew up snowboarding and um, I got asked to go and coach some high school teams. And so for three years, this year I didn't do it, but for three years I was. And I remember going back to snowboarding. And like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. I'm not thinking about anything else. And mm. I remember, yeah, like coming back to it, looking at how beautiful nature is. and But it's that thing, there's so many things, that, you know, through it, whether it's dance or surfing or... You know, so let sports or you do it because you're really in your body in that yeah. moment. Yeah, just so being present. Being present. So, like, I love that about music. Like, that's the, people call it, like, the flow state, you know. Oh, I like that. It's a, it's your therapy. Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. Like, everything you've been doing through your life, you've been creating a therapeutic place for yourself. Yeah. Through all of it, it sounds like. You know, you really pick the things that make you present in your body and mind and soul. Mm-hmm. And when you don't do it, it's like, oh, that's what's wrong, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's like, that's why it's so important to take time for the things that, whatever it is, to get you to be present, you know? Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I, I'm sitting here thinking about all those things, like when I snowboard and when I surf and, mm -hmm. yeah, especially Brighton Bush. I mean, me going to the hot springs, when you can actually get zero cell service, oh, it's there's the nothing like that kind of presence. Right. It's like instant. You just drop in mm -hmm. and you drop in and like the creativity like just starts flowing. It's so right. beautiful. Totally. And in the moments when it doesn't too, it's like that's so beautiful as well. Mm -hmm. Like you can just like taking this, the intention alone is so huge. Like turning the phone off and being like, this is a time to be here now mm -hmm. and i'm open to creativity and i'm open to all these things and i'm open to silence i'm open to silence i'm open mm -hmm. to nothing happening yeah and like and being okay with that too mm -hmm. is so great and it's great like it does just pour right in you were saying that it made me think of, i do a songwriting camp every year and um i take my phone i turn it off and i put it in my glove box mm -hmm. and i used to keep it on me to like record and sometimes i kind of do but then this last year i was like no you're staying here and i'm gonna write songs the old-fashioned way where i don't record them which is like uh -huh. scary yeah. because i like to like have it on and what if i just like in flow say something that i'm never gonna say again you know uh -huh. but it's nice to just like it just reminds me of that it's like five days my phone's off and what an amazing opportunity that is mm -hmm. it's so important yeah. And it's so easy to get sucked right back into like the social media and all the, it's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a practice. It's a practice. It's a discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. That's beautiful. 
life is beautiful. I love your smile. I shouldn't be singing with you, but I tend to sing a lot on this podcast. That was the most incoherent singing I've ever done, but it was fun. All right. So who would be your dream guest and why? Oh, dream guest. Now you said that to me. So guest, guest on what? Like, like if you had a podcast, like if you were doing this podcast, who would be your dream guest and why? Mm. I love Brandi Carlisle. Yeah. I love her. Yes. I've been listening to her since I was 15. She's a PNW favorite. She's a PNW favorite. Yeah. Uh huh. But she's just great. I've been watching her band and their band over the years. And I just love, um, you know, I've always had this thought of, I love like she has a family and they bring them on the road. They've got like multiple tour buses and like everyone's got their kids. And I just think that's so awesome. And watching her band grow and develop over the years has just been inspiring. It's been so great to see a band that I, one I like and watching them tour just constantly. They're just constantly touring, constantly making out records. It's so productive. Yeah. There was like a moment where I was like super obsessed with her as you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I'm not going to say I'm not anymore, <laughs> but do you see her every time she's in town? Almost. Not, not every time. Uh-huh. There's been times where I haven't, but I've seen probably at least 12 of her concerts yeah. over the years, you know. I bet her shows at the Edgefield are amazing. They're great. I've probably seen more than 12. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I'm one of those Brandy fanatics for sure. There, uh, yeah. There's quite a bit of those. Yeah. I think yeah. anyone that loves her, they really love her. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. She's good. She's good stuff. She's really good. It'd be great to talk to her too. Like, I feel like she'd have some fantastic stories and right. Well, she was like dropped out of school to be to do music, and then just like getting fans the way she has. Like, she's just like writing. You should call people up back in the day. Like, she'd actually like give them personal phone calls, like come to my show, and just like really like groundwork up. And so it's oh wow cool to see someone that like started from like really did it. Yeah. So to me, that's really inspiring because I'm starting from where I'm at. And it's it's like, whoa, yeah, she just won a Grammy. That's so cool. Yeah. Three of them. That's, that's amazing. It's amazing. I think I'm going to take that, too. Take her Grammys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to take her technique. You know, like I text people and like yeah. friends and I'm like, hey, you know, if you want to listen to the podcast, if you like it, the star rating in the review and subscribe like mm-hmm. that really builds the podcast and gets a wider audience and it sometimes feels like pulling teeth right you know and i'm like i'm gonna call them yeah <laughs> i'm gonna actually give them, give a, call. them a call i love that yeah i love o- old school anything yeah so that sounds even better right? i don't know from their standpoint but from my standpoint I'm yeah, i mean start. a voicemail leaving a voicemail i love leaving voice yeah yeah and usually you do because a lot of times people don't pick up. So you're already prepared to do the voicemail. Well, and then, yeah, totally. They're not going to pick up. And then most of the time they're not going to listen to it. But that's okay because then months <laughs> later. Really? Well, do I people get... not listen to their voicemails? People don't. Yeah. I listen to all of mine. I listen to them. I don't listen to all of them. Really? Do you just, you're like, I'm not going to listen to that one. Yeah. And then you don't ever know what it was? Well, because then I might talk to them like, Oh, you know, so, so you're like, calling right away. Then I call him right back, <laughs> and then and then I'm like, hey, I didn't listen to your. I was like, man. how do you choose? You just. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> how do you choose which ones you listen to <laughs> well i mean my friends have been like gabby i don't listen to all the voicemails but then like months later like dude i just listened to that voicemail that was awesome or whatever <laughs> you know that's awesome yeah <laughs> all right uh friends and family watch out i'm gonna start calling y'all <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna keep calling all you <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> So my dream guest in this uh, show would be Tori Amos. Okay, I know that name. <gasps> yeah, this happens to me often. Wait a second. I know. Continue. I'm like waiting <laughs> for this. Do you not know who Tori Amos is? I <gasps> can't be like, oh, yeah, I know that record. I Or is she a musician? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, God. See, we, this happens to me often. People will be like, do you know who Led Zeppelin is? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay that makes me feel a little better yeah but you know pj harvey i know pj harvey star the only reason i know pj harvey is because people have been telling me i sound like pj harvey what okay how old are you i'm 31 31 oh my gosh yeah you were just a baby when we hung out that's a baby oh my god that's a baby now it's making more sense <laughs> i'm so cute <laughs> i'm so little <laughs> wow mm-hmm I don't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Okay. There's so much happening right now inside my brains. So Tori Amos is uh, has many, 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 many albums out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know she has a bunch, and I yeah. know she's a badass. <laughs> she is. And I'm sure I've heard her music, but I just like this happens to me. Like, was it President of the United States of America? I was like, who's that? And then I went to their to their concert. Oh, I thought you meant. <laughs> The actual president of the United Well, I mean, I listened to him for the first time <laughs> when he was addressing about COVID. Um, but you're talking about the band. Talking about the band. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I was like, who are these guys? And then I got there and I knew all their songs. I mean, they're one of those bands that has just a bunch of hit songs. But I'm sure if I heard a Tori Amos, I'd be like, oh, that's Tori Amos. But yeah. anyways, yes. Uh, so she plays the piano. I'm always drawn to piano players because I'm a piano player. And... I sat, I was sitting kind of like, not in the front row, but I was not too far away. Mm -hmm. And the way that she plays piano is the most raw, I can't even like describe it Mm -hmm. in words. She is staring into the audience. Oh. Yeah. Off her seat. She's not even like all the way sitting down. Okay. And the sensuality <laughs> in the way that she plays her music and the the authenticity and the power the raw power of her words mm-hmm. i mean her therapeutic process with music is unbelievable and so she just moves me to my core yeah if you ever have the chance to see her live you'll never see anything like it it's 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 it's, it's yeah yeah she is so in the moment and feeling everything and you it's like coming out of her mm-hmm. like i think i sat on the edge of my seat with my mouth open her entire show and i didn't move an inch wow yeah 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 okay tori amos yeah Check her out. <laughs> get to know her yeah She's, she will move you to say the least yeah mm-hmm it's really beautiful what you all are doing. You know, um, it's such a great way to connect with people very, very quickly and probably move them out of pretty scary places. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What's what's on for Gabby Holt? Let's talk about it. Mm. What's happening with it? Give me some plugs. 
yo want some plugs yo hell yeah um so we're releasing did i make this up on march 20th yes and um there's gonna be a premiere with organ music news i don't have um the links or where that's gonna be yet but if you go on my instagram page um that's there our show's on march 21st at funk bar and um we're working on an EP right now, so stay in tune. I've got a website, GabbyHolt.com. Um, Instagram is GabbyHolt. Facebook, GabbyHolt, G-A-B-B-Y-H-O-L-T. Yeah. Making it easy for everybody, getting Make it across it the platforms. Yeah. Um, when's the EP estimated to come out? Mm. Fall. Okay. September would be great. Okay. But I think with all this hunkering down COVID, it probably will actually happen. So. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Opportunity. Opportunity, baby, to go yeah. inside. Uh-huh. Oh, baby, Get so much in there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, are you playing any shows? Like, are there any shows on the docket? Or um, Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. May 1st at Slim's, we're going to play with Bitches of the Sun. I'm so stoked to play with them. They're so good. Um, they've got a residency at Slim's in St. John's, Oregon, Portland. Oregon. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that venue. It's a shitty little... Uh, dive bar okay it's like in the stage it's like right on the ground so if you want to like get really close to me and let my sweat get on you and <laughs> all those things yeah people probably don't want that right now yeah probably not. oh yeah <laughs> right. everything going on. <laughs> if you want my covid yeah. i'm gonna give it to you baby don't worry honey. <laughs> so maybe i hear if it's coming from someone that's in their 30s you don't get sick no, no, you do. You totally okay, do. Okay, I was like, ah. No, making things <laughs> up. Liar over here. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up May 1st and uh, March 21st. And then that's it. We're looking, we're working on, um, going to be booking an Alaska, well, so I don't know if we're going to do that now that, well, we were talking about Alaska tour and we're talking about doing a West Coast tour for the EP. So we're booking that. We're looking into be doing things outside of town um, and not playing as much as in, in Portland. Uh-huh. Uh, which is great. So that's yeah. the whole idea of making these recordings is getting stuff that we can get on the road and get the music out to a larger audience and keep working hard and writing and musicking and yeah, doing it, doing, doing it. it, doing it, baby, doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, that's great. So maybe a tour in the fall, maybe an EP in the fall. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I, <laughs> this conversation went so much deeper than I ever thought it was going to. Like, it was very exciting. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel pretty, I feel like I just had therapy, so <laughs> I feel pretty good. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I love, though. That's Honestly, that's why I started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I love to elevate through conversation. Right. And I've always felt like talking with my friends, my community, my families is an opportunity for me to grow, mm-hmm. you know, and it's an opportunity for us to support each other through an evolution, you know, that we're doing through our healing process. And um, so I was like, yeah, for years I wanted to do the podcast and now it's out and I'm feeling really great. Like I feel like every conversation has something really helpful, mm-hmm. you know, that we can talk about and other people might be relating to. And I mean, that's my hope. So, totally. so you went you went deep in so many different ways. So that was great. Thank you so much for opening up yeah. to us in that way as well. Totally, for sure. Yeah, okay. So any uh, any last words of wisdom? Thank you so much for creating and cultivating a space to celebrate open hearts and celebrating, oh, yes. you know, following our truth and speaking about it and processing it. It's such an honor and gift to be a part of this. And thanks for having me on and... 
Yeah. It's magic. Yeah. You're, you're curating the magic. So thank you Ooh, so much. Yeah. I love celebrating our hearts. Yeah. You got some good ones in there. I like it. You Thanks. got some good bumper stickers. Baby, celebrate your heart, baby. It's yeah. a good thing to celebrate. It yeah. so good. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, my gosh. I'm feeling all, like, warm and fuzzy and yeah, heart-loved. That's good. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye. And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave, happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends. Woo! Phew! That was a, yeah. that was a big one. That was a big one. That was a good journey. We did it. We did it! We did it! We did it! We did it! <laughs> Oof.